Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? I'm amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's M Amazing Radio. This is now the third time I'm trying to start this fucking podcast. I'm Dr. Law. With me this week, Lavender Gooms, who just taking shots at my team. You know, we're out here struggling. You know, God forbid we win a few championships and people start hating. Mike apparently is not an American citizen because he's rooting for Canada right now against the Warriors. I'm not rooting for Canada. It's just... At present moment, Canada's winning, so I'm extrapolating out to that by the turn, end of this turn podcast. Turn around. We'll we, have more points. Are we losing still, honestly? Oh, no, wait. Uh, Golden State is now winning, so congratulations on moving it to game six. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, God willing, we hold on, but if not, what are you going to do? Um, the never-ending championship celebration has to come to an end eventually. We can only have so many parades without somebody dying. Because there's been there's been a few close calls, right? There was a couple gunshots. The one I went to, it was unrelated to the parade, but you know what are you gonna do? All right, boys and girls. Um, this week on the podcast, just me and Mike. Um, Kid Presentable is I think just landed at SFO like now, if not in ten minutes or so. So uh, he's not gonna make it in time. And Mark uh, is doing his annual E3 uh, watching, so he can actually provide you with some good video game news next week. And it's the man's favorite event of the year. Did so, Mark uh, take off work this uh, this year? He did. Mark takes off work every year for E3. He man, takes off. It's a tradition like no other. Yeah, man. People like what they like. My man likes his video game press conferences. And we all are excited for Cyberpunk 2077. I think it's what it's called with Keanu in it. Yo, Keanu is on such a heater right now. Keanu he is, is the hit- king the- of the internet. Man, he is NBA Jam on fire, like five shots. Yeah, right who's now. the lady? Who's the who's the queen of the internet right now? Is it Amelia Clark? It was Anna Kendrick. I feel for a while. Who do, who do we like? Who do we book the romantic comedy with Keanu? That's Prince Money at the box office. That's what I'm saying. I think you could book it with like a cardboard box, and Keanu would make it work. That's how hot Keanu. Yo, what if Keanu now. just like they just do Hitch again with Keanu, except it's real wholesome. Like he just tells you to be honest the whole time to women, express your feelings. <laughs> at at one point in the uh, E3 press conference that he was in yesterday, when he's coming out, somebody, a guy from the from the crowd, yelled out, "Keanu, you're breathtaking!" And Keanu, without missing a beat, responded with, "No, you're breathtaking. We're all breathtaking." Hon- honestly, Keanu's a really good. You can look this guy up. Like, I mean, like the amount of money he made off the Matrix movies. Like, he made, like, $80 million for each of those sequels. And he, like, donated a shitload of it. He's just a good guy. So, anyway, uh, Mark's uh, anyway, Mark's uh, watching E3 right now. He'll be back next week. Um, there's no card this week for us to pick in terms of the UFC. We'll talk a little bit about Bellator in a bit. Um, in, a, in a card where I don't think there's, that, there's enough, you know, old people on it uh, to really, uh, you know, they haven't gone full WWE in Saudi Arabia with their card yet. So... I'll probably talk about that at some point. Uh, did you see any of that calamity, Mike, or hear about it? I heard about it, and it's funny you mentioned um, that Saudi Arabia card and that who would have thought that in the fake combat sport, um, that is where you would find the two uh, 50-year-olds almost kill each other performing moves oh, and my man. not in mixed martial arts. I mean, I'm sitting here. My my roommate Drew is sitting on the couch. I'm going to break his heart when I start, start talking about The Undertaker. Um Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he says he heard about it. It was rough. I thought he killed Goldberg. I thought they killed a Jew in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> okay? I, I thought they killed the most Wait famous... Second. Wait a second. Goldberg's Jewish? His name is Goldberg. Come on, dog. You ever, yo, that's a big... His bro, name is on. Goldberg. <laughs> I thought that was like a stage name or something. My man's name is Bill Goldberg. Okay? <laughs> he is the most famous Jewish wrestler ever. Um, though the Macho Man's mama was Jewish, and so people aren't really sure about the Macho Man's uh, religion, because you really can't understand half of what the Macho Man was saying. So, for all we know, he was or wasn't. Well, 
from what our friends in law school used to tell me, uh, if your mama Jewish, you're Jewish. Yeah, that's the general thing in general with the, I guess with the religion they say, whatever your mom is, that's how it rolls. Um, so yeah, um, talk about that in a bit. First off though, we got to talk about my man. Insert, you know, me doing a terrible, do you have a good Denzel impression, Mike? Can you bust it out? I'm a little my man. Hmm, let's see. My man. Okay, that nah, was not better than what. Be- no, nah, that was not. A little high pitched at the end. It's like you like it was like Denzel with his balls dropped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my man. Okay, Henry Cejudo <laughs> went out there. All right, got his ass whooped at first. It was not going well, Mike. Okay, that whole first round was not going well. And then he said, "You know what? My guy Bobby's got fifty bucks on me. All right, <laughs> let me go out there and take it to him." It honestly, I mean, people who didn't see the fight, Marlon Moraes is an incredible fighter. And um, he was doing everything that makes him Marlon Moraes the first round or so. Um, beating the shit out of Henry's right leg, which wasn't even his bad leg going in. Henry had a horribly sprained ankle that he has a pretty good poker face, Mike, because I didn't notice it because he was doing a lot of like hopping around and stuff to try to sell that his leg was okay. But you saw the pictures. The man had a purple ankle a week before the fight or the week of the fight. Yeah, I uh, I had the uh, benefit of hindsight because I didn't watch the card live. I watched it a few hours ago mm-hmm. before this podcast started. So I had already seen the tweet of what Cejudo's an- left ankle, right? What his left ankle looked yeah. like even going you know, before the fight when he uh, injured it last Tuesday. And with hindsight in mind, I I knew that's why he had those uh, those two ankle sleeves on um, on both his feet. To, to hide the fact that he had that pretty bad injury. And watching the fight, yeah, Marlon Moraes was hitting them with some pretty good leg kicks, uh, you know, below below the knee, you know, on the, the calf and, uh, and ankle area. On the opposite um, leg too, huh? Yeah, during, during the first round. And I thought for sure, oh, man, this is really going to limit uh, Cejudo's mobility. And I think by the end of the round, he was still hopping around on it on both of his legs pretty good but you could see he was starting to slow down a bit and it was such a big change from the first to the second round in that the game plan that Suhudo had uh really switched in that when he came into the second round it's as if he just said fuck it um i'm just gonna barrel through and get into the pocket with Sahuda with uh, with Marais and make it uncomfortable. Well, you know the size. The and size his clinch was really effective. Well, fight. yeah, the size differential was a factor. The reach and Marlon was keeping him out of bay. The clinch. You bring that up. Do you remember Mighty Mouse got him in the clinch, need the shit out of him, and put Sahudo down in like thirty seconds or something? Yeah. That man's clinch has gone from there to where it is now. Uh, every fight Henry has, he is. It's a new wrinkle in how much he's evolving. And uh, Eric Albarisin is his head coach, the guy with the stupid-ass LMFAO glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, that man knows what he's doing because he has turned Henry into – he's he's out here claiming he's the best combat sport athlete ever. Man's got an Olympic medal and two UFC belts. He beat the best fighter in the world. He beat a juiced-up TJ Dillashaw. He fucking got his ass kicked for a round and a half a year and turned around on Marlon Moraes. I am so incredibly impressed with Henry Cejudo. I don't know who the best fighter in the world is. Pound per pound is dumb. Like, real dumb. Um, I'm always impressed when I'm impressed he moved up in weight. I'm fucking impressed Connor moved up in weight and won a belt. I'm impressed DC moved up in weight and won a belt. I was impressed in uh, the, on the female side. Well, Jesus, when Amanda knocked out Cyborg. Holy shit. That so was it's, impressive. Cost it's me inc- championship. It's incredible athletic achievement. And... Um, he lean, him leaning into the cringe is my favorite part of this. <laughs> that has been the best part of this because I think before he was doing it unintentionally. Uh, and now but he doesn't he care. He realized, no, 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 no. Let me steer into the wave. Let me pee into the wind. And I am all for the cringe factor of Henry Cejudo pr- uh, pr- press conferences now. Dude, he, like, he showed up and he threw the first pitch out wearing a crown and his Olympic medal. First off, he needs to get a fake one, like Kurt Angle. Because Kurt Angle yeah, made the... He, he's going to lose it. Well, he already lost it once in that house fire. He had to buy a new one. You can buy a new Olympic gold Yeah, medal. I think it's like 20 grand to get it replaced. Oh, come on. He, he got that money. That's pocket change. I mean, now, 
He wants heavyweight money, he said at the end, too. He got to pay the man. He got two divisions. I guess Flyweight is going to keep going for now. Um, they probably should get a f interim title in one of these weight classes just for, like, at least Flyweight. Let's get, like, Joseph and uh, Formiga to fight, maybe. I think they you are know, fighting already. But actually. This is going to be one of those rare times where I will agree with you when it comes to interim championships, and perhaps they should start making them because – Cejudo seems like the type of guy who would fight pretty regularly. Well, let me see also, because they already booked the fight with him and Formiga, with Benavidez and Formiga. I mean, there's no reason to do it. Let's just, the winner fights Henry well, whenever they win. The reason why I say that is because it seems that um, Cejudo is going to want to fight again at 135 if he wants to go on this Legends tour that he's uh, thinking of going on. So it might be a year before well, I think, I think he, called he fights out, at 125 again. I think he called out the ones he did because he was working under the assumption that they were not necessarily going to let him keep that other belt. But um, Formiga, or Formiga, I think is what they call Is that really his name? He's not Argentinian. Is that what Arge isn't that what Argentinians go with with the G? Uh. If it's Argentinian, it would be more of a Spanish accent. So wouldn't it be Formiga? Okay, if you wanted to be really technical. Okay, well, Formiga is facing Benavidez uh, in, on the 29th of this month. So if Joseph wins, Joseph has a win over Henry. It was close, but that well, would be a fun fight too. That was well, a great fight not, the first time too. We know they're not going to make an uh, uh, inter, uh, almost said intercontinental. Uh, interim title fight because it's, it's in less than a month and they haven't said anything of that nature and we haven't heard anything about Cejudo getting stripped and that's why I think mm, well you don't need, they wouldn't need to strip him I mean I think if they really want to like call if they could you know if they're not selling well they call it a title fight and they move it to the top of the card you can't ask Joseph and Formiga to do a five round fight on three weeks notice no I mean you can they totally would this is the UFC but um, I would be I mean you know I, I think it's fine. The winner just fights Henry. But it's a matter of how long they're willing to wait and when Henry wants to fight. I think the clear number one contender at 134, well, clear. But I think it's Aljamain Sterling. Um, We'll talk about his fight in a bit. Or we can just talk about what happened now, basically, is that Aljo used his range, hit Pedro Munoz with everything. And Pedro Munoz is a terminator because he got hit with everything and kept walking forward. But the bantamweight rankings going into this card was Marlon was number one contender. Hassan Sao just got knocked out by Marlon. That was two. Aljo was number three. Pedro Munoz is number four. So the number one contender is Aljamain Sterling. So it's a matter if they want to book Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo or uh, the winner of Benavidez Formiga versus Cejudo. I bet there's no chance Formiga fights for that belt before uh, Sterling does. I think if Formigo wins, it's definitely Sterling. I would agree with that, just with the caveat on it's going to be, I think, about availability. Because when you're a champ champ and you're planning on defending both of the belts, I think the UFC is going to want to see which belt would he be able to defend, either because of his injury history. You know, um, he's probably going to want to heal up from that ankle injury and whatever little nicks he got in, in and whatever happened his to his thigh and what happened Saturday. to his knee from getting the shit kicked out of his knee too <laughs> yeah and then the other factor is going to be when he's healthy are one of the contenders you know ready to go have they had a fight recently have they been waiting so i don't think we'll know um whether who who he's going to be fighting until i think at the very least, after the Benavides fight. Well, also, we got to consider if he's trying to get paid, how long is that going to take? The negotiation of that part. Mm. Does that whole thing especially, with you? Especially, especially if he wants heavyweight money. Yeah. Well, I don't know what heavyweight's getting paid besides DC. Um, that was just, I'm honestly just incredibly impressed with him. How fast he's gotten as good as he is. He finds well, a way. Know, well, you know, he talked about it in his, um, his pre-fight that, when he lost to Demetrius, that he faced that loss head on and thought about what he needed to improve on. And every fight that we've seen him since his first Demetrius loss, he's looked better every fight. He got better with his hands. He got better with his movement. He's uh, a complete mixed martial artist. Yeah. And even more impressively, I think, is the fact that he moved up to 135 and he fought a guy who was a champion in he was in one right 
No, uh, World World Series of Fighting. Oh, World Series of Fighting. So PF the the now PFL, yeah. and since he's come to the UFC, he's only looked he's only looked better since he was in the World Series of Fighting. So this isn't a scrub he was fighting. And on top of that, this is a guy who you know struggles to make one thirty five. So he was fighting a very big one thirty five er at that, and he moved up in weight. So that makes this even more impressive. Yeah, honestly, he's. He's just you can't really can't say enough about the man. Um We'll see what happens for him going forward. They got to pay him. I mean, maybe they shouldn't have uh you know, sold the best fight. Mighty Mouse didn't get a rematch. Henry I'm won a split and Mighty Mouse didn't get a rematch. All right, you let me know this, Bob, and you let me know if this is a controversial pick or not or or, or statement. Henry Cejudo is already a more popular 125 champion than Demetrius. I don't know. I mean, I still, I mean, this is, me and Mark were talking about this on the, we were watching the fight. Like, how, the fact that they, they don't know how to, they don't build stars. The stars already build themselves, and then the UFC doesn't know what to do with them. And the fact that there wasn't a UFC sponsorship for anything at any of these fucking gaming things. And it's not that like he's gonna like Henry like Demetrius was that popular, but fucking WWE sends um, Austin Creed, and like they sponsor a lot of this shit. They put money and they put his name out there at like CEO Gaming and what other fucking gaming ones are called. You know what I'm talking about? Like you go Who's after Austin Creed, um, the guy from New Day, who like oh, goes okay. all the gaming stuff. Like oh right right right, like, yeah. Xavier Woods is his other name. But like you gotta like put some money behind this shit. And, like it's like the same thing where I tell you like how the fact that Amanda Nunes hasn't been on Ellen. Like, does Amanda Nunes know about Ellen? I mean, does Ellen know about Amanda Nunes? Do they know that, like, you have an openly gay champion that is the greatest female fighter ever? And she's married to who was a number, like, was one girl, one woman who was one win away from another title? Like, how? In, in fairness, if if Ellen doesn't have celebrities on her show, she normally has, like, children who dance. Or she had Ronda. She has Ronda on her show. Yeah, it wasn't Ronda. Who didn't just, have Ronda? Conan owns part of the fucking UFC. You can't put these people on Conan? I'm telling you, man, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's all I'm saying. I do not disagree with that statement, Bob. Yeah. Um, why don't you, Mike, real quickly give these people an explanation of what Valentina Shevchenko did to Jessica I. I can do that for you, Bob. So, in the first round, um, Valentina... Valentina and Jessica, they traded off pretty well. Um, you know, it was a pretty even, pretty even round. I think Shevchenko had the edge in in that round. And then the second round commenced, and Valentina started uh hitting Jessica with some pretty, pretty good leg kicks. Uh the first leg kick hit low, you know, around the, the lower abdomen, and you heard a pretty good thwack from it. And then maybe 10 seconds later. She hit her with another body kick that uh, that was pretty hard. Um, could hear pretty pretty audibly, and then maybe another ten seconds later or so, uh, Valentina finished off the trifecta of kicks by not going for another body kick, but hitting Jessica upside her dome with her shin, just completely flatlining Jessica eye and ending her night. Breaking news: Kevin Durant just went down again. Yeah, that's it. We had a well, we we had our run, man. It was over. Do you wanna do you wanna cry a bit, Bob? Nah, it's okay. I told you, man. You can't hurt me. It can't be done. You know what's <laughs> funny? Um, you can't be hurt from news of the Warriors because they win a lot. Mm -hmm. We're in the opposite end. I can't be really hurt by Knicks news because I'm just used to disappointment. <laughs> that was where I was before. Anything, any, any good news was incredibly good news. The best time of the year for the Warrior, being a Warrior fan, like we used to get wings and fries and get together for the NBA draft to figure out what kind of bullshit was headed our way. I the day the year we drafted Steph Curry, I was sitting next to Drew and our friend Stefan, and we're at Stefan's mom's house, and Drew, who went to the University of Arizona, is sitting there praying that we don't draft Jordan Hill. 
He's sitting there going, not Jordan Hill, not Jordan Hill, not Jordan Hill, not Jordan Hill. And then we drafted Steph Curry. We're all just like, yes, not Jordan Hill. <laughs> like, that was what we said. <laughs> not Jordan Hill. You know who drafted Jordan Hill? The fucking Knicks, because you guys are still angry you didn't get Steph Curry. You know what? We would have drafted Johnny Flynn or something if the T-Wolves didn't draft four point guards. You know we would have fucked it up. We just fell ass backwards into this. Del Curry told us not to draft Steph. Who the hell did he want to, to draft stuff? Not the shitty-ass Warriors. Probably the I Knicks. it wasn't the Knicks. Ooh. Probably the Knicks. Dell wanted to go to games in New York. Dell didn't know. <laughs> Oakland's rough, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, Valentina, uh, I thought Jessica, I died. Um, and Valentina's my favorite female fighter. So that's how you perform when you're a minus 1,400 favorite. And... Um, Let's just look at the rankings. And, Mike, I just want you to make a noise about what you think each of these women's chances are against Valentina Shevchenko. It could be All a right. word. It could be a noise. We're going rapid fire here. Okay. So the number one contender was Jessica I. Mm. Rest in peace. All right. Um, Caitlin Chukasian. Mm, who is she? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Liz Carmouche. She's still in the UFC. <laughs> Joanna Janjacek just lost to her. Joanna Weiner. Our girl, Roxy. Holy shit, Roxanne is fifth. <laughs> I love Roxy, but Jesus. Um, she just lost, so she probably dropped, but JoJo. Just JoJo lost. would have been fun. Just because of the stand-up. Like, JoJo's such a good striker. It would have been a good watch before she ultimately probably got armbarred or something. Uh Alexis Davis. Okay. Lauren Murphy. Who the hell is that? Was she on top? Uh Jennifer Maya. Is that like Damian Maya's sister? Andrea Lee. These are made up people. Montana point. De La Rosa. Yeah, well, obviously, she's Brazilian. I don't the know first the one is. I honestly don't know. Mara Romero Borea. Mm. I've heard of Macy Barber. Yeah, Macy Barber's like 19. We need Macy Barber to stay a far and far away from Valentina for like three years. We need Macy Barber to get her stuff together. You know what I mean? Like, she, uh, your girl Paige. I mean, she does a great paso doble, but she hasn't been in the octagon in like a year and a half, and that arm keeps breaking. Um, and then Pollyanna Botello, which I think is the one that she beat the shit out of before. I'm not positive. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that name before, but I honestly can't place any I fight. think that I was the one. Her. Is that the one where Valentina beat her up so badly people thought the matchmaking was a problem? No, that was Priscilla Cachoeira. Okay. Yeah, Valentina's not going to lose this wet belt. I'm, anybody can lose. There's four-ounce gloves, but everybody looks um, like... Jesus, like it's I, no one I looks close. I have to assume that her next, uh, her next, her next title defense isn't going to come from anybody you just named. It's going to come from someone who comes down from the bantamweight division. So the, champ the champion of the bantamweight division, she already. Lo A lot of people thought Valentina won that second fight. I'm just saying, her and Nunez, you can sell a third one if it gets desperate out there. Who's the champion at 115? That would be Jessica Andrade. That's what I want to see. Uh, aren't we starting to get a little played out with the potential champ champs? No, although but I maybe mean, Jessica. We no need choice. well after my girl Tatiana takes that belt from Jessica Andrade, Jessica can move up. Though I'm not so sure about that anymore. Oh, yeah, did, uh, did, did Aspen Ladd win her last fight? Yes, that could be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I like Aspen Ladd. She's still pretty young too. All right, the return of El Kukui. Um, Tony Ferguson went out there, him and Donald Cerrone, it was just as advertised. They threw down. I thought Donald won the first, but it was close. What, who do you, you thought Donald won the first? I thought Donald won the first. Um, Donald got a lot of good hits in, uh, but you could see the seeds of this, the seeds of, uh, of ruin for Donald in that first round and that. No matter how much Donald hit Tony, Tony just kept coming at him and kept pushing. Tony's willing. Pace. Tony's willingness to take shots while troublesome on some level, and we know what that level is, um, is one of his greatest attributes. And the man has not lost a fight since May 2012. Yeah. May 2012. Henry Cejudo, his first fight was March 2013. Tony Ferguson deserves a title shot, and we need to stop fucking around here. Tony yeah, Ferguson he is undisputed the number one contender for that title. 
There's no if, ands, or buts about it. At a certain point, we need to just book sh- like you book the fucking number one contender fights. I think the only reason he's not really in the uh, in the offing to get one is just that I think he is. They, I, I don't know, man. I think Dana White thinks that matchup is snake bit. How many times have they booked Tony Ferguson and Habib? He's walking around with that belt because he never lost it. Well, he is, while he's he is, walking around, make sure he's uh, looking down for wires. He's, I'm telling you, man. Like, okay. By the way, Donald got jabbed and it broke his nose. And Donald blew his nose one time, and it started closing his eye. Then he blew it again, and that was like you saw it happen. You're like, oh, the fight's over. Like you knew what you already you were you had hindsight, but you saw like, oh, it's over. Like he did that. That's why they stopped it. Oh yeah, I mean, I can understand in the heat of the moment. I mean, maybe you do something that just isn't very smart, but I mean, we've all seen enough MMA fights that like, why would you even think of doing that? And you're a professional fighter, and you know you shouldn't do that. Like, that doesn't make any sense from Donald. He, um, I think it's just heat of the moment shit happens. But, like, that's the thing. One, Eddie Alvarez did it, for the love of God. Eddie Alvarez is goddamn, you know, he's, not, he's like Donald. They're that type of guy. And Donald really wanted to fight. Dana was acting like he was going to book a rematch. Like, what are we doing? Why would he book a rematch? This is a pretty clear well, I think, I think it's your logic. I think it's your logic. That what? That they don't want to give him a title shot. So you're going to book a fight that Tony clearly won? I'm legitimately wondering if they're going to book Connor and Khabib again, if Khabib beats Dustin. I, I, they should not do that. I mean, if they want to – if Connor loses again, I think that kind of, that pretty much ends Connor's Dude, Connor, reign as a cash cow for the UFC. I think Connor's the cash cow because of his personality. I don't know. Mike Tyson lost like seven times on the way out the door, man. Um, I think we got to book Connor – let me tell you. I think you got to book Connor versus. I think they're gonna they're gonna address the fact, and let's just talk about this now. They're going. They're gonna IPO. Their the parent company's gonna IPO, and Connor McGregor wanted a stake of this company, so they got to find a way to get him shares. Like ooh, he, you know, like some fighters, I feel get it. He gets it. Nate gets it. Both of them get it to the point that we're not seeing them fight enough. Ally Kinta gets it. You know, they all get it. They recognize what's happening to them here. And if if the fighters can't buy in, like, at least on some, like, friends and, friends and family rate for shares, you know, like, for the love of God, I got it on GoPro early because my little brother worked there. Like, get them something. You know, they got to get these fighters a share of this bitch. As simple as that. Like, I, and I think if that's the case, then it makes even more sense for Connor not to be fighting Habib again. Um, at least before this, you know, whenever this IPO is supposed to happen. I'm saying, like, they better put some shit. He's going to demand a lot of money to fight again. And it's totally, I mean, look, I get why he does it. Mark and I were talking about this and, like, how, like, you know, I don't think, like, he's not holding up a division. I don't think about it. I just want him to fight whenever he fights. And there's so many cards now. I just kind of wait until the week of the fight, and then I look. Yep. And I'm like, that's what we're at. Like, I did not, Formiga and Benavides, I didn't know they were even booked until we looked it up just now. For for the most part, um, I don't know who's fighting in a given week until I have to pull it up for this podcast and, uh, you know, write the predictions article. I looked up the fight in the next fight card. I'm like, all right, May, uh, June 22nd, Moicano versus Zombie. I remember that fight getting booked, and that's the only part of it. I don't like, I'm looking at the rest of this card. Uh, two of those women flyweight are fighting, Andrea Lee and Montana De La Rosa. I mean, it's just a bunch of random ass fights in South Carolina. Way to book, UFC. You book a card in South Carolina. You book it too close to Wonderboy's last fight, so Wonderboy gets knocked out and can't fight in South Carolina. Wow. Just fucking morons. Hey, man, they're out here doing big things. Clearly. Um, Tony's the number one contender, man. They're going to figure out well, whatever they want to do. He can, you can have, we had all those years of Chuck Liddell being number one contender and not getting a title fight because Tito was dodging him. Khabib needs to demand a fucking fight with Tony Ferguson. Well, Tony came out of this fight pretty unscathed, and well, I, honestly, I mean, he got his, he got punched in the face for five minutes, but yeah, and uh, Khabib is going through Ramadan right now, and he said he oh, wants over. to fight Ramadan over already. Ramadan ended um, last week. Then he'll have about two months if he wants to start a, a fight camp. Booked, he said he wants to fight, fight in September. They booked this fight. Who's he fighting? He's fighting poor Dustin. Dustin's an interim champion. Oh right, and fighting in Abu. They're, they're fighting in Abu Dhabi. 
and it's going to be balls hot. Wait, was the last time they were in Abu Dhabi when uh, Anderson gave that clunker against Damian Maya? No, do you remember that? Yeah, I remember like, that. We, we woke up <laughs> early. <laughs> I got so angry afterwards, I went and saw a children's movie. <laughs> I went and saw uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. That's uh, a good the, palate cleanser from yeah, that. I, I felt good afterwards. I needed to feel better. I'm trying to figure out when this fight is, to be honest. I don't have any concept of these numbers. I don't know what the next pay-per-view is. Maybe two. What's two thirty nine? Two thirty nine is John Jones. Yeah, so that's in July. No, isn't September. that for International Fight Week? Yeah, so September seventh in Abu Dhabi, Khabib and Dustin. Is that two forty? That's two forty two. Two forty, I think, is Frankie and. Uh, it's Frankie and why is Frankie getting a title shot over Volkanovski? Uh, Frankie's fighting um, Max Holloway, two forty. 241 is Cormier and Miosic with Nate and Anthony Pettis. That's a real main event. Um, yeah. I just Whatever the week of the fight is. Especially with Nate and Anthony Pettis. We just gotta wait till the week of the fight. Anyway, let's talk about the rest of this card. We're, I don't know how we managed to talk. We talked like half an hour about three fights. Yeah, um, yeah uh, UFC 238, the rest of it here. Uh, Peter Yan, Jimmy Rivera... Peter Yan looks good. He's got good hands. I My own impression was Jimmy Rivera had success once he was walking forward and putting pressure on him. But anytime he really got any momentum, Peter would crack him with something big. So it kind of got hard for Jimmy to do his thing. But I was happy to see after the first round, Jimmy showed some life, actually. Because he got his ass kicked for the first round. Yeah, Jimmy Rivera's best round was in the second round when he really started attacking the legs and it seemed to affect peter yon some um you know he uh, switched between uh orthodox and southpaw a good amount but even with that jimmy rivera was winning most of the round but then peter yon was able to you know stock jimmy and get him up against the uh get him up against the, the the cage and limit his mobility and was able to drop him and uh, i think steal the round and then after that, in the third round, Jimmy just abandoned the game plan that was really working with him in the second. And uh, Peter he got, just he got uh, nailed with one of those shots though in the third too. Like he got he got dropped. Did he in the third or was that the end of the second? He got dropped. Uh, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, that was at the end of the second. That That's when things Jimmy, got. Just... Jimmy was winning that round. Yeah. Uh, the leg kicks were working, and Pedion didn't really have much offense in the second except for that shot at the end of the second. Okay. They um he got two rounds on he got one round on two of the judges' scorecards. Um, so that that may have been the that may have been the uh, the second then. You think even with the drop? Like, I mean, it had to be, I guess. Let me look and see if I, I can find. You one. know what I think? I think that they prop they had to have given him the second round because I thought Peter won the first and the third pretty handily, but you know after i think after jimmy got dropped i mean his corner told him you're you're losing both rounds you got to just go for broke uh don't care if you uh get knocked out but you know like don't step backwards and jimmy's game plan changed you know drastically between the second and the third round and i think that just worked in peter yon's favor yeah i think uh you know a lot of people gave the third to rivera it looks like also i don't know anyway um jimmy's got a few losses here He's got to start tightening some stuff up. But Peter Yan looks good. He's young. Uh, we'll see where he goes from here. Uh, Blagoy Ivanov and Tai Tuivasa got real tired about halfway through this fight. They kind of just kept swinging. Um, Mark was more so disappointed that he thought Ivanov looked like a Russian. He didn't look like a... When he's like, when I picked this Russian, he's like, I was hoping for a Russian, bat Russian like villain and not Russian henchman. Because Ivanov looks like a real, like, a guy who dies early in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> He was hoping for more so, like, you know, like, the bad guy, like, die hard, his, like, number, he's looking for, like, the number two guy, at least, like, the specialist, that, like, you know, the big bad guy's got, like, the guy who whoops ass, you're hoping for that, at least, um, he's tough as nails, and he doesn't lose, honestly, he's a World Series of Fighting champion, too, World Series of Fighting, by the way, looking like a much better fucking place to get talent than Bellator, just putting it out there, I love Eddie Alvarez, we all love Eddie Alvarez, but, Eddie Alvarez, great. Hector Lombard, uh-uh, didn't go so well. Um, ben Askren, uh, looking good okay so far, but quite frankly, he spent four years in a different promotion. Um, our guy, Will Brooks, who blocked us on Twitter, still our guy, didn't go well. Um, what else we got from Bellator? 
We never got Chandler. We never get the Pitbull brothers. That was really it. Um, World Series of Fighting. We got Marlon Marais, who was about to be champion a minute, like if this thing kept going the way it was. You got um, our boy Justin Gaethje, yep. top three. Yep. Um, you got this dude, who's only lost to Junior. Like, their champions are doing stuff, man. You know, we got a resurgent David Branch, who's probably should retire, but, you know, they're... They got some guys got a World Series of Fighting. I found it weird that they kept saying he was ch- Marlon Marais was champion in another promotion, and they wouldn't say the promotion's name, and the promotion's on ESPN. Yeah, that was one thing I found weird as well. But maybe it's because um, just because PFL is on ESPN, that can still mean it's still a competitor. I mean, yeah, but they've like, I hate when they do that shit, man. It's like. Because the PFL it's like, it's, it's is a such a, it's, a, it's such like a WWE move. The WWE does the same shit. We're like, you know, oh, he was he fought in Japan, and you're like, he wrestled in Japan. You're like, but she wrestled for New Japan. Say where he fucking wrestled. It's okay. Well, we're no, all, we're, you you understand why they're doing it because they don't want to give as small as it might be. They don't want to give free promotion to a competitor. Man, they were paying for PFL. I'm one of those people who believe that Ali Abdulaziz was their matchmaker. But PFL is the sh- the shadiest shit happening. Maybe after they kicked Ali out, they don't want to be friends with him. Um, Tatiana Suarez, Nina Ansaroff, um, wasn't the dominant performance I was hoping for from Tatiana. I mean, the first two rounds, she she's an Olympic wrestler. It wasn't close. Um, third round, it was pretty clear she knew she was up two rounds. She kept looking at the clock. She didn't look tired when Nina won it just from being more active. Um, Tatiana came in with a neck injury, she said. She said it was pretty bad. She couldn't really – she was wrestling without necks. Take her, as her at her word, considering how dominant her other fights have been, and she's been so ferocious, quite frankly. Like, it's not just she can wrestle. She's, like, beating the shit out of people. Um, she's the pretty clear number one container, contender. Um, Dana, it was between her and Michelle Watterson. Dana said he thought it was Tatiana's, basically, because Michelle uh, wasn't ranked high enough. Yeah, like, the rankings he, uh, matter. He, he said, when he was asked about Michelle Watterson, he didn't just say Tatiana's the, the contender. He said, definitely not Michelle Watterson. So by process of elimination, it is going to be Tatiana. You know, she's ranked seven, so she got some losses. I think it's got to be Tatiana, or if they're not doing, if they're going to give Rose a rematch or not, um, which is weird because Rose lost and got knocked out, but Rose is also winning every second of the fight before she got dropped on her head. So it's a tough one right there, to be honest. Um, Alex uh, Aljamain Sterling, we talked about his win over Pedro Munoz. He should get a title shot at Bantamweight if anybody's going to get one at Bantamweight. Alexa Grasso, Carolina Kovalkiewicz, a fight that we all kind of recognized the UFC's booking strategy of put the attractive people together. Oh, come on. You can't just say it's just because they're attractive. They're too the, really no, 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 it's not just because. No, of course not. But they also booked Paige Van Zant and uh, Rachel Lestovich. Like, no, and that, that one. That and one there was like, another one before. There was a few of these, man. That, that um, it was, was just late. This was yeah. a wonderful fight. Um, Alexa Grasso, you wanted her to show aggression, and she really did. She was still, she was going first. She was, I mean, Carolina was game, but she was getting beat up. Um, she's just, she got a, her counter striking wasn't good enough to make up for uh, Alexa's crisp, crisp striking. Alexa looked wonderful. <laughs> Best performance of her career so far in the UFC, I think. She was yeah. No, yeah, uh, Alexa looked great out there. Um, also, uh, I think we're st- well, not starting, but uh, I think the holes in Carolina's game have really been, uh, you know, mined now. Um, one thing that was pointed out, I think, by uh, by DC in uh, during the during the telecast, is that Carolina has a bad habit in her striking, in that when she's backing up, she'll drop her hands, which leaves her prone to to getting hit. And she doesn't exactly have a lot of head movement in there, and Alexa was able to tee off on her. So, um, those are two. That that was one big area that I think she's probably gonna have to try to shore up. And then just on top of that, she's never really obtained much of a ground game. So, um, I think Carolina is now at a crossroads in her career. I mean, she's lost two in a row. Um, one of them in devastating fashion. This one was, I think, a pretty pretty dominant effort by by alexa i think you could say so we'll see where carolina goes from here and alexa she's i don't know she's gained some respect in my book i didn't think she was all of that up until uh 
I watched this fight. Yeah, big win though for her. She needed that one. Um, was ranked. Where was she even ranked? What like what weight class is this? Help me out. Straw weight. That is straw weight. Rank number thirteen. My computer is taking a while to load, and this was Carolina was ten, Alexa was thirteen. Yeah. So, God, these rankings are terrible. Like. Who's like? I'm looking at the panelists. I don't recognize. I recognize one name. What at a strawweight? Oh no! I'm looking at the paint. You can choose who votes in these rankings. Uh, I recognize one of these media members. And Andreas Hale. Um, I don't even remember which outlet the dude's from. This is a joke. The sport is run on the back of, you know fucking just held together with duct tape at, at least they just don't have a usa today making the rankings anymore they, that's better at least somebody else is doing it <laughs> just saying these rankings mean nothing absolutely nothing um all right um tony ferguson and donald fight of the night performances henry and valentina so all the people who got paid well got paid even more um <laughs> alexa probably you know great performance from her to be honest um, Bellator's got to come moving on. Bellator's got a card this Saturday at Madison Square Garden. Um, Rory McDonald yes, and Rory McDonald, Neiman Gracie are fighting. Is Rory fighting real soon for a guy who said he doesn't want to fight anymore? Yes, he is, Bob. But this is a tournament, and unless he wants to relinquish his title, he's gonna have to fight in it. And also, I think he can beat Neiman Gracie. Come on, who's Neiman it, Gracie? It was six weeks ago. Like, Bellator, baby, that's a tournament style. Ah, uh, well, God knows this is Bellator, and someone's gonna die in the cage at some point, given their booking strategy. Um, yeah, that's a honestly, I would pick Roy McDonald to hand, you know, going away in every fight he fights in this thing, but he looks like he's. Did he find Jesus? And that's a thing too. I mean, I'm not trying to diminish the man's religion, but he found Jesus. It's a whole thing, you know. Like he doesn't want to vibe be violent anymore. Well. Um, if that's the case, that's going to make uh, this fight even harder for him. Okay. Well, Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen was out on the internet today, man, working the wrestling fans. Working the wrestling fans. Said they offered him $5 million to uh, show up at Monday Night Raw with the belt. Uh, $1 million to no-show the fight against Anderson. Come on, Chael. Come on, Chael. Come on now. Let's... <laughs> Come on, Chael. <laughs> the wrestling fans. I was looking at the comment section. Some people said, Chael doesn't lie. They fed that carrot to that bus. <laughs> but the non-wrestling fans or the non-MMA fans were like, what? Why would they do that? And I'm like, oh, you're getting worked, people. You're getting your wrestling fans getting worked. It was great. Um, what else we I'm got waiting, going? I'm waiting for Chael to retire from MMA and just join wrestling. He'd be uh -huh. great like at New Japan. Well, I don't know why they don't let him commentate. Like, like they're talking to DC about commentating. Chael would do great. Chael talks so much shit, too. Like, it'd be great. Chael, Chael has a commentator voice and attitude, a la, like, a Jim Ross. He just sounds like a professional, but he's talking shit, and he's full of it, too. Um, Darian Caldwell, Kyoji Horaguchi. This is what I like, man. Um, he went over... Um, he went over to uh, Japan... And he fought Horaguchi for Horaguchi's belt. And, you know, he got tapped out. And in exchange, Horaguchi's going to come fight for the Bellator belt. And they come to an agreement, I guess, which I'm hoping the Bellator got this in writing, that uh, Horaguchi will defend the belt at least once a year if he wins it. Which, again, I'd get this shit in writing. <laughs> okay? <laughs> just, just not to diminish Ryzen, but... <laughs> Come yeah. on, right? No, Come no, on, I man. Agree. We know what's going on. Um, and then uh, Dylan Dennis is on the main card. Okay, sure. Um, and then Heather Hardy was on a prelim fight. I like Heather Hardy quite a bit. Um, she's she's a great Instagram follow. She's cool as hell. Uh, she did. Did she lose her last fight? No, she won her last fight. She lost the one before it with Doctor Stoppage. She's from Brooklyn. No, she she won her first fight. 
and then got destroyed in her last MMA fight. Uh, then she but won then the she won after. her last boxing fight. No, she won an MMA fight after that, though, apparently. Are we sure about that? She's 2-1. and one. She lost the middle one. She lost the one. Uh, we're talking about the same one where she got her nose all fucked up. Right. She, she won a fight after that uh, six months later, or four months later, she won a fight. Oh, oh okay. She's Heather the Heat Hardy. She was 22-0 in boxing. Two and one in MMA. Heather the Heat Hardy. We've talked about her a bunch on this show. Uh, all big fans. Uh, fighting out of Brooklyn. Going to be fighting out of Madison Square Garden. Put in fighting Madison Square Garden. Which um, her is this actually at MSG or is this at the theater? I believe this is at the theater um, at MSG. Um, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, this is at a. But- this is at MSG. This card's at Beltos running MSG. Oh wow! So she's got to fight at Good actual Madison Square Garden. She was fighting at the theater uh, last time. It's a good card. Um, I'll say this. This is a pretty good card, Bellator wise, to be honest. Uh, I w- I'm not. I'm not quite understanding the, uh, the 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 card lineup though. Um, why is a bantamweight title fight the curtain jerker for the main card? What's what's a bantamweight title fight? The Darren Caldwell and Horiguchi fight. These are good questions. Are, are they are they curtain jerking really? I thought they're like the third fight. At, at least according to um, MMA Junkie, they are starting the uh, the main card. Let me go to their actual website. See what Bellator's telling us. Main card. So that was the main event. Co-main event is Chael and Lyoto. They are third fight. They're third. They're oh. the middle fight. Though, quite frankly, it should probably be above Chael and Lyoto. But maybe they want to give people you know some excitement before that. But you can understand why Chael and Lyoto are the uh, co-main event. Yeah, I understand yeah, the, Bellator's I understand running the logic. Yeah, their the logic, of, the like, logic the is where fight has to be sec. You know, they have those have to be the last ones. But come on, Chael and Lyoto are the most. They're never going to achieve anything if all they're doing is re- is retreading UFC guys. That's a good point as well. Just saying, um, this is a good card though. You're not going. No. Would this be the first thing you've seen in Madison Square Garden if you did go? Uh no. Um, when I was like six, I went to Barnum and Bailey. Okay, don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna go to the UFC card in Madison Square Garden on November second. You and me, or we're gonna watch it at your house. One or the other. <laughs> one my of those house, two things. My house is just as good as Madison Square Garden. We can watch it on Phil's at Phil's house. We can watch it at a sports bar. We can do all sorts of things. And not pay two hundred dollars to. If you watch it at Bill's house, it'll be like Madison Square Garden. We'll be uh, sitting very cozy right next to each other. <laughs> um, all right. Um, let's do stuff we like, man. Fuck it. Um, I'll go first. I'll talk about the Mizzler, the wrestling last. But uh, I started watching. I said I was going to start watching it. I started watching uh, Good Omens. Um, it's a uh, show uh, on Amazon Prime um, starring Michael Sheen and David Tennant. Um, John Hamm is in there, too. Um, Jack Whitehall, who I learned who he was because he, he was at the AEW wrestling event. You, you might have there. to explain to the people who Michael Sheen and David Tennant are. David Tennant is uh, Doctor Who, and he's also um, Kilgrave or the man in the purple suit. From Jessica Jones. Michael Sheen has been in so much shit. It's kind of hard to like. He's played Tony Blair in about seven things. Okay. Um, He was in Underworld. He was in 30 Rock as Wesley Snipes was his name. That was a nice little joke in 30 Rock. Um, The English cat that Liz hated. But was settling for. Um, He played um, David Frost. In Frost Nixon too. Um. Masters of Sex. The guy's been in a ton of shit. All right. He, he also played the role of his life, uh, Kate Beckinsale's Boothang, for a while. Yeah. Then she left him. Um. Yeah, but it's uh the general premise of this show, um, is a demon, David Tennant, uh, Angel Michael Sheen, the guy used to living on Earth, and they're trying to prevent the Antichrist and Arm and Armageddon. Because they kind of called the play down. That this is what's happening. And trying to avoid the final battle. And it's really just because they like... Uh, they like uh, living on Earth. But it's just really... I don't know. It's it's 
I, I, I'm like halfway. I'm three episodes in. I think it's six episode season, first season. And I, it's a weird criticism. I have to pay attention more than I thought I was going to have to. You know what I mean? Like, it's like more involved. Like, I had to rewind the second episode because I didn't catch what happened in the first 10 minutes and I kind of got lost. Like, there's a lot of stuff happening. Isn't you know, it a comedy? It is, but it's, you know, talking about, I don't know my Old Testament and New Testament all that much. Um, if you want to see John Hamm play the Archangel uh, Gabriel, this is the show for you, though. Um, the, he, uh, the, the here's voice the basic of God- things. Here's the basic things you need to know between Old Testament and New Testament. And I forgot which comedian said it. Um, Old Testament God was just a vengeful mother effer. New Testament God, he went to some anger management classes, you know, and like, he mellowed out some. Um, they, uh, Francis McDormand is the narrator, the voice of God. Um, you, it's honestly, it's well done. The actors are good enough that it carries the times where you're like, this is kind of weird. Like this isn't as this, this, the actors are better than the source material, but it's a Neil Gaiman book. Um, and Neil Gaiman is kind of a known comic slash uh science fiction just an author just a well-known author in general like he wrote uh sandman for example um good omen as i just mentioned is his original uh thing the guys you know I've, i would i should probably name more shit but uh books of magic children's crusade man's done a lot of stuff wrote some green lantern and superman um, some of his shit, but yeah, it's, um, I dig it so far about halfway through, uh, probably ride it out at six episodes. Why not? Um, got to justify that Amazon prime video. Cause I had to give up on man in the high castle and cause it's trash. And then they got rid of, uh, the Batman animated series, which made me very sad. That was, that was devastating loss to that platform. Hmm. Um, Mike, what do you got before I talk about old men? Wrestling? Uh, I've got a few small little things. Um, to shout out to shout out Mark, what up, Mark? Watching your E three thing. Uh, one video game thing is uh how it, stuff I like is uh discounts. Um, the uh, PlayStation uh, Plus year is down to forty dollars uh forty dollars a year right now, down from sixty. So if you thirty six dollars have... at Costco, if you have a Costco membership. Well, shit, I already bought it, so there goes that. Well, you have a Costco membership? No. But you didn't miss out. I'm no, talking about the people point. with the Costco membership. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, um, if you've been cheap and not playing online because you didn't want to spend sixty dollars, but you're like, you know what? I would get it for forty. You should do that right now. Uh besides that, um, a podcast I think you guys should listen to, besides this one, is uh Deezes and Marrow's uh, the Bodega Boys. Um, I think I spoke about those two guys a few months ago. When I finally uh, learned about their uh, their late night show, and I finally started listening to their uh, podcast, and frankly, it's just sounds like two brown boys from the Bronx, you know, just cutting the shit for an hour and a half. So I enjoy uh, I enjoy it a lot. Um, besides that, another thing I have this week it's on Netflix. I just realized that. The Ken Burns documentary on uh, World War II is on there. So I'm getting my old man on and uh, watching that documentary series right now. Because frankly, anything Ken Burns does, I am in for that shit. Do you ever watch the baseball ones? Hell yeah. Good? Yeah, they're great. Especially the, um, the first three or four. Because they go from like 1856 from when the game first started all the way to... Well, whenever those uh, documentaries were produced. So it's really interesting to learn a lot more of the minutia of what was going on from when the game first started up until maybe about 1920, 1930. You know, that period where you really don't know much about that period except for, you know, Ty Cobb played and Babe Ruth was there and like little things like that. So if that documentary is still on netflix as well yeah i would recommend watching that one as well if you're a baseball buff right on um so uh 
the wrestling minute. First off, uh, excellent news that uh, AEW second show is going to be free. So um, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be able to pressure uh, peer pressure Mike into watching because I think Mike was gonna we were gonna watch anyway if it was free last time. I uh, was if it was free. Is it free this time? It is free, Ooh, um, and it's pretty that. good so far, man. We got a. Uh, Adam Page versus Jimmy Havoc versus Jungle Boy versus MJF four way. Um, Mike be Mike's gonna be rooting for uh, Luke Perry's kid, Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy, because Mike's a Liver Riverdale fan. I know. Um, John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose, and Joey Janela are gonna try to kill each other. That's how they roll. Um, we wait, got wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Why are you just assuming I'm a Riverdale fan just because I you, used to like you, the CW shows? Well, I listen to you when you talk on this podcast, and you said you watched Riverdale. Oh, that's so nice of you. You actually yeah, listened to me. I did. Okay. Also, it was like fucking free bet at that point that you had watched Riverdale. It's on and, I mean, I have watched Riverdale. I haven't watched the whole first season, but it's, it's a good show. Um, the Elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks against the Lucha Brothers and TBA. TBA is always a tough, uh, it's a tough out because, you know, you don't know who he is. Um, uh, Cody versus Darby Allen, another, uh, another good one there. And then Stefan's favorite, Michael Nakazawa. Is going to take on Alex Jabaley. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be free. It sounds like it's going to be a good show. June 29th um, during CEO, the gaming convention, I guess. I don't really understand. Mark was explaining CEO last time how I think they have a ring and people play fighting games in a ring. And then there's going to be matches the next day. I don't entirely get it. Someone's got to explain that to me when we get closer. But it's going to be free on BR Live. So, um, gonna have to figure out BR Live. And, uh, so here's the, here's the bullshit that happened. Uh, so the U.S., so the, uh, I'm, I'm sure at this point, many of you have heard that the WWE has a deal with the Saudi, Saudi Arabia, and it's with the Saudi Arabian government, specifically, to run shows, um, a couple times a year for the next 10 goddamn years in Saudi Arabia, which is uh, kind of um, propaganda would be a nice way of describing these events. Propaganda. Um, it's nice for the fans there, but it's propaganda still. And they pretty much put on whoever the crown prince wants to see. And the crown prince wanted to see uh, Undertaker versus Goldberg. Putting that aside for a moment, the following wrestlers refused to work. John Cena... Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, who um, is Syrian, was not allowed to go. They were they told him we don't want you there. So uh, his best friend Kevin Owens said, "Well, I'm not going." And to give you guys some perspective, this is the largest paycheck any of them will get for any event that isn't WrestleMania. So Kevin Owens is a good dude and a good friend, quite frankly. Uh, Alistair Black's got a bunch of tattoos. Um, do they not like that? He's got a bunch of like, I don't know. He's like a metal guy. I think he's got some fucking like, I don't know. It's got occult shit. Some sort of religious overturns to his tattoos. I don't know. Seems like a nice guy. Oh, and none of the women um, are invited except for they were hoping that they're like, well, we're going to bring two of them and then we'll, we're going to put them on the show to wrestle each other and that'll be a great PR move. So here's the problem. It leaked that they brought them with them, and then they didn't wrestle because the Saudi government said no. So who, your PR, uh, who are the two? Natalia Neidhart and Alexa Bliss. So yeah, maybe don't let that leak <laughs> if you're not going to be able. Wait to Wait a second. Off. So they were just going to sneak the women into the match? No, they, that they brought them for better? like. Well, no, they were going to ask. They were going to be like, "Oh, we you know we'll do this too. It'll be good for the show." And that was their plan to try to get some fucking heat off of them. Put on a women's match. Because they just get abuse for this. This is what's going on in the world. WWE is doing deals with Saudi Arabia, and AEW is putting on a free show, and then they're following their next event is entirely going to raise money for victims of gun violence. That's you got a babyface promotion, and WWE is a bunch of bad guys right now. That's wrestling. Um, so the part that was some nonsense here. Um, Undertaker and Goldberg wrestled, which sounds really cool if it was 2000, 1999. Maybe 2001, even? 2002. It, it was a monumentous uh, occasion because this is the first time they had ever wrestled. So let me give you a breakdown of what happened in this match. So uh, Goldberg, 
Um, they do his usual thing. Goldberg's walkout is always somewhat. The security knocks on his door. He comes out. You hear the music. People are going Goldberg, Goldberg. Among the best entrances in wrestling ever. Goldberg comes out. He's got some blood on his forehead. And you're like, this motherfucker headbutted the locker because he does that shit. And they've told him to stop doing that. So he's headbutted his locker. He's got blood on his forehead. He goes to where the part before he enters the uh, the stage is where he sees Vince McMahon, which they don't show that part on TV, but it's pretty clear they stopped him to make sure he didn't knock himself out because he was off sync with his pyro and his entrance because they had to hold him back there. Goldberg's old ass gets in the ring. The Undertaker's entrance takes maybe 17 minutes. Okay? There's druids. There's He's walking slower than your grandpa. The Undertaker comes out. Not new information. Match starts. Goldberg spears Undertaker. Undertaker gets up. Goldberg spears him again. Undertaker gets up. Goldberg tries to do his finishing move. Can't hold the Undertaker up. Drops Undertaker on top of his fucking head. Oh. Okay? Brain buster. A real brain buster. Um, they get up. Undertaker's in the corner. Goldberg goes for another spear. Undertaker moves. Goldberg is a, not a good wrestler in terms of, like, actual wrestling. In terms of character, he's amazing. 10 out of 10. Wrestling, 3 out of 10. He, trying to hit the ring post, he goes too far, hits his fucking head on the ring post, splits him, his head wide open. He is knocked the fuck out. He does not know where he is. Um, match goes on for a little longer. It's the slowest, most boring match anybody's ever seen. Uh, Undertaker picks up Goldberg for the, uh, two, uh, uh, Goldberg picks up Undertaker for a tombstone. They try to reverse it. Undertaker just drops Goldberg. Undertaker picks up Goldberg, does the tombstone, holds his head too low, spikes Goldberg's head into the mat. Oh my God. One, two, three. And then, uh, Goldberg kicks out. Um, like he's supposed to. Undertaker chokeslams him. The worst chokeslam anybody's seen. Undertaker's chokeslam dude 600 pounds and it didn't look this bad. Choke slams one, two, three. The Undertaker has a look of disappointment in his eyes that cannot be described. Goldberg can't walk out. Has to be helped up. Falls over twice. And that's WWE in Saudi Arabia. That sounds like an awesome match. Oh, do you guys you still have the network? No, I canceled it. Dude, go on YouTube. Just watch the Undertaker drop this man on his head and get dropped on his own head. It is so sad. The Undertaker is too old to do this. It is fucking depressing. I mean, the other thing about these uh, super showdown shows in Saudi Arabia is that nothing changes. I mean, has anyone ever won a title um, that they've had go over there? They had Brock win his belt back last year after Roman got cancer. So there was a vacant title. And they thought they would get fewer boos, I think, with Brock cashing in there. This is before Brock became the greatest thing that ever happened with his boombox holding of a briefcase, which is my favorite thing that they do on that sh- on that show by a mile. Just people mashing up Brock dancing to like every music you could imagine. The best one being the uh, that song "Green Light" by Flo Rida with Brock dancing is the best goddamn thing that I've seen this month on the internet. Well, I'm gonna have to go look that up. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it was terrible. But you know what? AEW's here. They're here to be babyface, be the babyface promotion. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it for this week, I think. I don't think we got anything else. I'm really leaving on a, on a down note. We got anything happy to say? Uh, I mean, my well, guy, my guy, my guy. are winning right now, so I would yeah. like to give a preemptive Don't say anything. 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 Our best player blew out his fucking hamstring. Or calf. It's not going well. Um, Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week where we're going to talk about this trash card in South Carolina. Um, But we're talking about Zombie and Hinato Moicano where they keep booking Zombie in fights where, like, can he get an easy one, man? Like, can we get, like, a, you know, a guy not ranked in the top six or seven? Can we get him, like, a number 11 guy? Well, Bobby, as movies have always taught us, when it comes to zombies, you always got to aim for the head. Dude fights once a year. 
His last fight, he was beating Ayer Rodriguez, and he got hit with that insane elbow. Just saying, man. Oh, uh, just one more thing I wanted to add. Uh, well, it's a very sad day for Dominicans worldwide. Um, our our national hero David Ortiz looked like he was in a uh, an assassination attempt yesterday. He got Yo. shot at point blank range. Um, you hear you hear why? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Is that real? It it sounds like it could be real. real. Um, our, Why don't you explain our, to the people what David Ortiz did? Our friend Justin sent me a... Uh, see, see, that's who gave it to me. The, where, where's his source? Where's the article? <laughs> well, he, he, he sent me a, a, a tweet that said, uh, for, for those of you that don't know, uh, David Ortiz got shot at a nightclub, I think on Sunday night. Shit, and, you can go uh, on TMZ and watch him get shot. <laughs> oh, I don't want to see that. And um, he was in bad condition, but I think he's stable now. He had to get his gallbladder removed and some of his intestines. And uh, they're moving him up to uh, to Boston, I think, for more medical treatment. But um, there is a story going around. Uh, and according to this tweet, our friend Justin sent, sent us. He said, David Ortiz getting moved on because he was having sex with a drug kingpin's wife. And then had two of his side joints fighting over him at the hospital as his wife was pulling up is the most nah. Dominican thing I have ever heard. Nah, man, Unqu- come on. Uh, end quote. I mean, okay, the New York Post and the Daily Mail are reporting this. Both of them are trash, right? Like, They're come both on. trash, yes. But the New York Post is the authority on all things messy. I mean, okay. All right? Fine. And... Us Dominicans, not me, but us Dominicans, we're known for like second families and shit and lying about our age. That's what we do. Baseball, lying about our age and second families. And not taking, you know, walks. And not taking steroids either. We're all coming. Okay. The best thing I ever read was it uh, in Moneyball where they said you don't walk off the island, which is still... I mean, people who watch baseball, you got it, right? I mean, come on. And Miguel Tejada saying, if I don't get 40 walks, Billy Bean said he's going to send me back to AAA. <laughs> but you know what? Never sit, never let it be doubted the love that David Ortiz has in DR because the report said that after he got shot, uh, my compatriots beat the shit out of the beat shooter. The crap out of that dude. The guy with the gun, they all rushed him and beat his ass. Oh, like he was David the only one with Ortiz a gun. is Brown Pope in, in DR. Okay. Oh, like he was the only like he was the only one with a gun. Come on. It's a nightclub. Okay? Where was it? Where were they in? Huh? Was it Santo Domingo? It was probably Santo Domingo. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Yo, man, you don't run up on Big Poppy. All right. Someone's someone else man. was strapped. I'm just saying. Um All right, guys, we'll be back next week. Talk about this trash card. See if Rory McDonald still wants to fight or not. Um, see if the NBA Finals, it's over, right? Either way by then? Even if we pull this shit off? Yeah, okay. It's done by next Sunday. <laughs> so, maybe done tonight. Um, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. I was Dr. Law. He was Lavender Gooms. Peace. See you guys.